2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet
0: with your host Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown Jets. That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the thirty. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go. Just win it. Touchdown. Rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Ellen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Ellen. Tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn. What a beast! Number 95 for the Jets. Listen,
3: thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at jet one And it is time to get to know your foe. Philadelphia Eagles edition. The 5-0 Eagles coming into MetLife Stadium this Sunday to take on the New York Jets who finally got themselves a win again beating the Denver Broncos so they're 2 and 3. This is a tough one on paper, but is it impossible? Let's see what's under the hood with our guest. He's a return guest, been on a couple of times. I've always said he's an encyclopedia of Philadelphia sports knowledge. If you ever watch NBC Sports Philadelphia during games or studio shows, you will often hear his stats cited by the people on the air. So it's good that he has a job working in sports where he can put all that knowledge to use. Senior producer for NBC Sports Philadelphia, Dan Booney Roach. Dan, thanks for coming back on the show, man.
1: No problem, Scott. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
3: So Dan, let's start with the offensive side of the ball here for the Eagles. We know what AJ Brown's been doing. Jalen Hurts hasn't gotten off to that MVP caliber start and he hasn't been running as much as he has in the past, but still, that offense is finding ways to score 30 points or more every week, even though they're making it a little more interesting than most people would think, being 5-0. and Talk to me about A.J. Brown, what's going on with Devontae Smith, who hasn't had numbers that you might expect from him so far this season, but I think it's more a matter of A.J. Brown just dominating. What's going on with that passing game?
1: You're right. Uh, A.J. Brown is having an unbelievable season. Uh, Jalen hurts. Yes. The numbers haven't been exactly where everybody wants him to be. He's already thrown four picks, uh, not running as much, although he did, uh, run a good bit more this past week. Um, and, but you know, uh, 37 yards, but nothing you're actually, excuse me, he ran for 72 yards. I'm misquoting myself, but It's, it is interesting to see how the passing game has, has kind of played out. AJ Brown has been ridiculous so far. I mean, and I mean, the issue being is that there's, there's only one ball, right? Um, I mean, you know, Devontae Smith hasn't seen the targets that he normally, you know, that he saw last season. Dallas Goddard, nowhere close. Uh, he had a nice game last week, but before that, he was pretty much MIA. Like, I, I, I don't there was, you know, one game earlier this year. I don't even think he caught a pass. I don't even think he had a target. But um, the offense, you know, it's interesting. They're 5-0, and oh, and they've, you know, won far convincingly. But, you know, there's a lot of hand-wringing going on around Philadelphia saying, well, they're not playing the complete game. They're not, you know, dominating like they should. But, I mean, everybody, you know, the – the old target on your back routine as far as you know this is the defending nfc champions yeah everybody's going to want to bring their a game against the eagles and that's fine you know and yes they haven't won every game by double digits or what have you but that i mean that to me is kind of heartening because they haven't played a complete game especially on offense their offenses kind of look spotty at times but they're still finding ways to win they're still finding ways to score points i mean I hate to say it because I I don't like, I don't like uh, trumpeting the the kicker but Jake Elliott's been unbelievable this season. I think he's missed one field goal all year and I'm I'm may or may not be true this as of this point but as before last week he had outscored the entire Giants team
3: A big part of the Eagles offense, in addition to the passing game, obviously has been DeAndre Swift. Howie Roseman went out, got him for a fourth round pick, and he's been everything the Eagles could have hoped for and more, averaging 5.7 yards per carry. Now, we'll talk about the offensive line a little bit and what they've done for both Jalen Hurts in the running game. But that rushing attack, that's something that I would assume the Eagles are going to try to use to their advantage in a major way against the Jets, especially considering the Jets have shown themselves vulnerable to being gashed on the ground.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the uh, the hallmark of the, the Eagles offense is just, you know, grinding it out behind that offensive line, which is, you know, if pretty much you have two Hall of Famers on the offensive line at the same time, which is just about unheard of in Lane Johnson and jason kelsey and jordan mylotta who you know is, is, i mean that's that's the stuff of legend where you know they find this guy in australia with a seventh round pick is a throwaway pick and has turned him into one of the best tackles of the game already um and he, you know he only learned the game a handful of years ago you know he didn't even know what foot you know not that he didn't know what football was but he didn't know the first thing about playing american football you know seven eight years ago but Yeah, I mean, Swift is like square peg, square hole with the way he runs decisive one cut running, um, which is exactly what you're looking for behind that offensive line. You know, you don't need, you know, jitterbugs like the Miles Sanders types. And before that, LaShawn McCoy, which was was like, you know, patience will fall, if you know what I mean, just, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait until this hole opens up and DeAndre Swift kind of trusts that the hole will be there when he gets there. And it is <laughs> just about every time. And, you know, sometimes it's a hole that you can, you know, drive a a, a bus through. But, you know, like he's he's a decisive, you know, he's, he's just he's the one cut, decisive downhill runner that this offense needs in order to thrive in the running game more so than, you know, like I said, Miles Sanders in the past. Miles Sanders is a very good running back. But it's just totally different styles, and this style fits like a glove.
3: And this style fits like a glove partially because of that great offensive line. Let's talk about that because I think this is going to be an important matchup. The Jets' defensive line is one of the best in the league, but the Eagles' offensive line is probably number one. They are at as high of a level as you could imagine at this point. Look at what Landon Dickerson is doing, in addition to the three guys you already mentioned in Kelsey, Johnson, and Mailata talk about how the offensive line has basically imposed its will on all the teams that it's faced so far because I think they've been an enormous part of the Eagles success overall.
1: No, absolutely. Uh you I mean, you've seen it time and time again and and you know, behind Swift, you know, they they were they they struggled a little bit early on against the Vikings and then they realized, you know what, we can run the ball so it's, they basically just said, we're going to just continue to run it until you stop it and the Vikings just couldn't and swift ended up 28 carries for 175 yards which is ridiculous um you know those those are numbers you just don't see in the pro game anymore it's like college numbers but yeah i mean this this offensive line you know and they could pass block as well i mean but their their hallmark is just pushing pushing teams aside and 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 running and and, you know of course the the much maligned push push just in case we get into short yardage situations that uh you know everybody wants to outlaw but you've seen other teams try it and not succeed so i mean you know maybe maybe it just might be the personnel involved not the not the actual play when you consider you have you know probably first one or one a best offensive line of football you can talk about the 49ers as well but, and you also have a quarterback who can squat 600 pounds. So he can kind of move the pile on his own uh, if he needs that extra six to eight inches to get that first down. But, yeah, I mean, this will be an interesting matchup against a, a, a Jets defensive line that's it's pretty stout. It's pretty stout, and, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out Sunday in that light.
3: I was going to say, Dan, I think a big part of why that brotherly shove or the tush push or whatever you want to call it is working so well for the Eagles, is because Jalen Hurts is this big athletic quarterback who, as you said, can squat 600 pounds, and he's got five guys in front of him who are playing at an elite level, so when you put those two things together, that's a combination that's impossible to stop, and as we know, the league likes to outlaw things that they can't figure out ways to stop. That just seems to be the way things go these days no
1: certainly and you know the some of the argument which i understand it's all about the interest of, of player safety um which you know the nfl chooses to say but not necessarily act upon most of the time um but the you know in the interest of player safety will we'll, you know they'll take a closer look at these plays and if anybody is getting hurt as a direct result of the tush push or whatever however whatever you want to call it but I've not seen that happen. I mean, the Eagles have run it probably a dozen times, give or take, already this season. Other teams have run it successfully, unsuccessfully. I've not seen anybody, you know, injured as a direct result of running that play. I, and I really think, I, I think that the the main argument is from the from the league that they won't talk about is that it's not a pretty play, right? You know, it's a bunch of dudes just jumbled together and they just, you know, it's basically will against will, strength against strength. And, you know, one team wins, the other team doesn't, whether you're successful or unsuccessful. But they want to see the greatest athletes in the world sail and jump and dive and all this stuff. They don't want to see, you know, basically a, a some sort of a huddle. You know, they call it a rugby scrum, but there's, there's almost no rugby about it. Um, but, you know, they it's not a pretty play so they don't think you know like like it'll turn off viewers if, if it's if that play is run too much and so it may it may uh, may perk up the ears of the competition committee this off season but I don't see how you could outlaw it. I you know there's there's nothing illegal about it it's just a you know it's the Eagles version of uh Mr Miyagi's crane kick when done correctly no can defense
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly.
3: Dan, on the defensive side of the ball, the Philadelphia Eagles front has been outstanding. Jalen Carter has been everything Eagles fans could have expected, especially this quickly. However, as we know, he's not going to play in this game, so that should be a huge blow. But they still have Jordan Davis, who's been fantastic, especially stuffing the run. All reliable. Fletcher Cox is banged up, but you know what he can do. Hassan Reddick can obviously get to the quarterback. So there's a lot that that Jet offensive line is going to have to deal with. And this is an important matchup because the Jets lost arguably their best offensive lineman in Elijah Vera Tucker. And they have to go up against this very difficult Eagles front. Even without Jalen Carter, it's going to be a heck of a test. Talk a little bit about what the Jets are up against here.
1: The defensive line has become increasingly important to the Eagles. Because of the injuries on in the back end, so they're secondary. Um, they've had guys in and out all season so far, and uh, it's it's really up to the defensive line in the passing game to take away the time and space from the quarterbacks, and they've done that. Uh, I saw one or two plays in the Rams game, just looking at watching it over again, where um, they were they, the plays that the Rams run would would be X plays would be big chunk plays if not touchdowns if not for the defensive line getting getting pressure on Matthew Stafford and having him throw the ball before he wanted to um the, the play goes on another half a second it's probably bad news for the Eagles but because that defensive line is so stout even without Fletcher Cox last week but the rest of the guys in that defensive line Hassan Reddick you know back-to-back sacks when the Rams were trying to make their uh final push for a, a late touchdown um Sacks on back-to-back plays. Josh Sweat is a kind of an under-underappreciated player by uh, a lot of fans and around the league, but he can get home to, you know, Fletcher Cox. It didn't really even without him, it didn't really hurt the Eagles. Um, And he's played a ton of snaps this year. Uh, Last year, he probably was about maybe fifty percent, but he played. He's played about seventy percent of defensive snaps so far this season.
3: Dan, as you said, it's been a struggle for the Eagles' secondary so far this season, and a big part of the reason is because of all the injuries, including Darius Slay, who is not going to play in this game. Talk a little bit about what you've seen and how the Eagles have tried to navigate around those injuries.
1: Yeah, it's really been like a uh, you know wheel of defensive backs. It's it's really been you know chewing gum and chicken wire keeping this secondary together, and they've you know they've had their Bumps and bruises, you know, they've had their hiccups on in coverage and it's it's evident, um, you know, and you can include the linebackers in that, too. The, the linebackers, while they're pretty strong in run fits and, and and stopping the run, they're not Zach Cunningham, not the greatest cover linebacker in the world. Um, so, I mean, if you have, you know, if you want to work the tight ends in if, 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 if against the Eagles would probably be the week to do it in the, you know, in the short game and they could, you know, you can turn a six yard pass into a 20 yard gain if you play it right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the back side of the defense, the back four has been just good enough. Reed Blankenship has been solid at safety. Bradbury has been good. He's had to move to the slot a little bit because of Ante Maddox, the starting slot corner is out for the year. Um, so he's kind of, Bradbury's kind of moved around in, in a spot that he's really not familiar. He's never played slot corner in his, career um so to have him jump in there you know there's going to be some some learning curves there but you know like if, if there's right now if there's a weak spot on this team it's probably in the defensive secondary right now
3: Dan, strategy-wise, we talked a little bit about the strengths and the weaknesses, although not a lot of weaknesses, admittedly, with the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you expect to see here from the Eagles? How do you think they're going to attack the Jets? Defensively, I would assume that a lot of the strategy would be to try and confuse Zach Wilson and shut down Brees Hall, who is obviously the Jets' number one weapon. And offensively, you would think they would look at the tape and and see that quarterbacks that have used their legs against the Jets have had a lot of success. If you watched the Sunday night football game with the Kansas City Chiefs, you saw what Patrick Mahomes was able to do using his legs as one example. And obviously, as I mentioned, they've been gashed at times, so DeAndre Swift, I'm sure, will get plenty of carries. What do you think, though? How do you expect the Eagles to approach this?
1: Well, I think think you're right. I think they'll probably use Jalen Hurts a little bit more in the run game than they have. To be honest, I they, they've kind of underused him earlier on in the season. Maybe they want to limit the, the amount of hits that he takes over the course of the year. Um, but, you know, like I said, he did run a good bit more, 15 carries Sunday against the Rams um, for 72 yards. So he was able to, uh, to get out and get loose a little bit. Um, and he can pick and choose his spots, obviously. But as far as that goes... No, a, a strategy as far as defending against the Jets. Um, I mean, the Eagles have, you know, what, the number two run defense in the league. So that's that's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Brees Hall against that run defense because Brees Hall has been fantastic. Um, last week, he just ran all over Denver, which, you know, it's no great shakes, but he had a terrific game. But nonetheless, um, but I think he's a really, really talented back. And, uh, and I guess we'll see what they have in store for uh for that Zach Wilson. We'll see what happens. He's he's been uh off and on, more off than on, but uh, you know, they'll face a challenge going up against that front four.
3: Dan, what's interesting to me about the Eagles is, as you said, a lot of people in Philly are concerned that they're not winning by blowing teams out. Maybe they're playing down to the level of competition. And if you look at the scores in these games, They had to go to overtime to beat Washington. They just got by Minnesota. There was that controversial call with Justin Jefferson, obviously. They beat the Patriots, but they got off to a big lead, and then the Patriots made it very interesting the rest of the way. The Rams game was a bit of a battle. So the Eagles are winning these games, but as I said, they're not blowing teams out. What do you think the ultimate result is going to be here? You don't have to give me an exact score prediction, but how do you think this is going to play out Sunday? I do
1: think the Eagles will win. I I think you know, going winning on the road in the NFL is always tough, um, and the Jets protect their home field. I feel like better than some other teams, um, so I I think it's going to be a, a a win, but not a not a blowout win for them. Uh, you know, the Jets have a just have a pretty good defense. The Eagles have their hands full with that defense, and uh, so we'll see. I mean, I I I don't think it's going to come down to like a last-second field goal, Um, because my heart can't take that. I can't deal with that. But but I think it will be close. I think it will be a one-possession game the Eagles will win.
3: Dan, one last thing before you go. I got to bring this up because right now, one of the most maligned players in the NBA is Ben Simmons. And of course, as I said, you are an encyclopedia of Philadelphia sports knowledge. And so you know quite a bit about Ben Simmons as he's trying to be on the comeback trail here in Brooklyn. This was a quote that I saw and I immediately thought of you when I saw it. Quote, For me to come back and dominate people will be great. I don't intend to come back the same player I was last season because it's not even close to where I am. I get excited because I'm like, damn, I would blank on the player I was last year, but I know where I was last year, so it's easy to say that. It's just fun to go and do the thing that you love. And when you're out there, that's really it for me. I don't ask for too much. The version I am right now, if I was playing against myself last season, I would kill him. That's how I feel. When you hear those words from Ben Simmons, what are your thoughts? Because for anybody that is unaware, Dan was in the Ben Simmons haters club well before anybody else was. Charter member. That's right. In fact, I believe you're still the president of that club, right? That's my, my
1: membership number is one. I think I was the first one to turn on Ben Simmons when no one else would. That quote reminds me of every summer that Ben Simmons was a sixer. You know, everybody would say, Well, you know, what's what's he doing this offseason? What's going on? Is he building this game or whatever? And he would post videos all over social media of him hitting, you know, 12 threes in a row and just draining all of these jumpers in a, you know, at an orange fitness in California somewhere. You know, who the heck knows? But, you know, it's, it, it, I just I just knew in my heart of hearts, I've seen him play. I've seen what he can do and what he can't do. And more, most importantly, what he won't do, which is shoot. And, you know, and, and or drive to the basket because he doesn't want to get fouled because he can't make free throws. So, you know, for years, people will say, well, he does so much other stuff. And I said, well, the, you know what? The last time I checked they judge wins and losses by the teams that score more points than the other team. And if you can't score, you can't help me as a, as a a basketball player. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. If if you won't shoot, then what are you doing out here? Like, you know, go get me a sandwich or something. You're absolutely useless as a basketball player. If you refuse to shoot, like he's unbelievably athletically gifted, but he will, and he can do anything on the court as long as it doesn't involve shooting from more than four feet away. I've always said that um, Ben Simmons' offensive game is nothing that I can't replicate as an eight-year-old in my bedroom with a Nerf hoop. (laughs) You know, it's just you don't have to dribble. You don't have to do anything. You you can dunk, you can do layups, but you can't shoot jumpers because then you'll hit the ceiling. So it's exactly his – he has a Nerf hoop offensive game.
3: So, needless to say, you are not buying in on the Ben Simmons redemption tour. Oh
1: heavens, no! Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I, it, it, Ben Simmons for for the rest of his life. It, was, I, it and, and I've always been this with Ben Simmons. I will believe it when I see it in a game with the clock running in the regular season or the playoffs. I mean, take your pick, you know. But if you if the Nets hitch their wagon to that dude, they're not going to the playoffs.
3: Unfortunately, I think they're sort of stuck with him because everything you're saying right now is what other teams have discovered about Ben Simmons and thus nobody's going to take that $35 million or whatever it is per year contract off of the Nets hands. Hopefully, though, the Jets have better luck against the Eagles than the Nets have had getting anything out of Ben Simmons so far. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Dan booney Roach, senior producer, NBC Sports Philadelphia, thank you so much for coming on and talking about the Eagles, breaking them down with me. Really appreciate it. For people that want to check out what you're doing, I know you write at NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com, and also you're very active on Twitter. How can people follow you on social media and read what you're writing?
1: Well, I'm uh, Roaches, the letter R winners. R O C H E S R Winners on uh, on Twitter now X, I guess it's called, which is so dumb. But um, yes, on uh, on that social media, that's that's where you can find me. And uh, I'll probably be talking Philadelphia sports, talking, you know, sports in general, most likely. Um so hop on. I'd like to think I'm a pretty entertaining follow, but uh, you know, use your judgment. You can jump on if you don't like it. That's okay. That's all right. I don't have to be loved by everybody, but I'd appreciate it if you hop on. And thank you for uh, letting me hop on with you, Scott. I appreciate it.
3: Of course, Dan. Always a pleasure. And you should follow Dan because I can confirm he is an entertaining follow. So make sure you do that and read his work over at NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com as well. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel, so watch them. And subscribe if you haven't already, YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go That's Play like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com Lucky Land Casino Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten
0: Lucky?
2: Lucky